This is Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider, the only radio show dedicated to Chapman Athletics. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for turning in to another episode of Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider. You're here, as always, with Evan Andriola and Thomas Doyle. Say hi, Thomas. What's up, guys? We have some special guests this time. Special in a lot of ways. Special because it's the first time we actually have some people in the studio. Um, things are finally kind of changing around here where we don't have to do everything via Zoom. Um, so we have two women's soccer seniors, Emmy Farber and Riley Pigeon, here with us. And we'll just do some intros real quick where you guys are from. We both know your seniors, uh, position you play, and just kind of, yeah, just give us some intros. Just some, you know, syllabus week stuff. Yeah, um, I'm Emmy, and I am a senior, like Evan said, and I um, am a center forward on the Chapman women's soccer team. I've been here for four years. Um, I'm originally from Manhattan Beach. I'm an SCC major with a minor in entrepreneurship, and I'm really looking forward to today. Awesome. I'm Riley. I'm also a senior SCC major from San Diego, and I play usually center attacking mid or up top. Very cool. So we'll get right into it since, um, I mean, it's just been kind of a, a weird timing with you guys having to do this season in the spring. You guys just played your first game against Kalu this past week. Um, and then you guys played them again on Wednesday. Yep. So just kind of, if we go back in time a little bit, um, you guys were able to wrap up last season, fortunately, before the pandemic, but you weren't able to get it. I'm not sure what your guys' schedule is usually like in the spring in terms of training and whatnot, but can you talk at all about how that was affected, how the pandemic kind of got in the way of that or whatever? Sorry, before we get into that, could you guys just tell us a little bit, like a, a, a little recap of the season about a year and a half ago? Um, they yeah. made the playoffs, so I feel like you guys can tell us about that. Yeah, it was honestly probably our best year since we've both been here. Um, we made the playoffs for the first time, and it was super exciting. We actually ended um, our last home game was our senior night with an incredible fans and the just atmosphere was amazing. It was so much fun. And we beat Claremont in order to get to the playoffs and then unfortunately lost to Kalu, um, on their field in overtime, probably the first 10, 15 seconds of overtime, um, which ended our season last season. So it was pretty cool going back there on Saturday, um, back to their field. Cause our last game was on their home field as well. Um, but usually we have our spring season five weeks, usually um, after spring break until finals week. So that obviously was a little different. We did everything on Zoom last year. So we still met as a team. We did a lot of team bonding stuff, watch film, and actually did like workouts led by our coaches, which is super so cool. So you guys did that stuff via Zoom meeting. That's actually yeah. really, that's more than I've heard a lot of the other sports able to do. The fact that you guys yeah. were actually able to get together. Yeah. It was actually do, really yeah. awesome to be able to do that. And ever, it felt kind of like we were there just because mm -hmm. we got to see everyone's faces and everything, which is pretty unique for that um, time, obviously. But so we didn't get that. But then our fall semester, um, I actually took the semester off. So Emmy um, can probably touch on it a little better. I wasn't able to practice um, at all, but they got a little bit of practice in the yeah. fall semester. Um, so this past fall, we weren't able to really practice, but we did do like three times a week of fitness. Um, it was pretty brutal, but I mean, it was just good to get back on the field and like be with everybody. Um, and then this spring, we again, we're supposed to have five weeks of training, but we actually um, have had like three weeks of just three three days a week of training. And then um, we actually have been able to get two games in, which was last Saturday and then this upcoming Wednesday. So we're lucky to get just some games in. And also we're the only um, 
Valspor actually right. able to play right now. So yeah, um, Riley was just talking about the season before. I was just telling them how I was a ball boy and worked work study at a lot of those games, and they got a lot of wins and were a fun team to watch, especially at home. So yeah, but also the Evan and I before you guys came in here, we were talking. And I was like, because I play basketball, I'm like, damn, they're a fall sport. You know, they get to play, they have games in the spring, but uh, basketball, not so much. So that's pretty cool that you guys are getting to have some live competition. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely, I mean, Riley's staying another year. So um, that's why she deferred last fall. And I um, was considering, but it just doesn't really work well with my schedule. And I mean, I love the game, but I just, I don't think I can stay another year. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I'm curious in terms of like what the timeline was being a fall sport. I would imagine that the fall season kind of went out the door pretty early. Like you knew, you know, it's not going to be normal at least. And, you know, people in Thomas's positions, winter sports, spring sports, they were kind of like hoping things would maybe change up. So what was the timeline in terms of like your coach keeping you in the loop? Like, was it kind of like, all right, fall didn't happen. You know, we're hoping for spring to happen. We're hoping to get kind of some kind of altered season. Or was it, were you guys kind of like, it's done for the year? Like what was kind of the communication with the league? Our... Coach pretty much kept us in the loop pretty much all the time. We had a lot of Zoom meetings throughout the summer, and she um, made sure that we were staying on top of our fitness, on top of practicing and getting together um, just to stay in top shape. But obviously when the news hit, I think early August or end of July, that our season was going to be canceled, everyone was pretty devastated. Obviously, it was in the back of my mind, but once it came out officially, it was pretty upsetting, especially since it's our senior yeah. senior season. When you guys were working to prepare, you know, I mean, your coach mm-hmm. made it such a priority to be ready for that in yeah. case it was going to happen. So I can see. Yeah. Exactly. Also, Riley, if you want to touch on like what, like when you decided to defer and like stay another year, like that'd be interesting mm-hmm. to talk about. I, it was a big decision for me, but I knew if the season was canceled that I would want to play another season. So I had to make the decision pretty pretty early on. So once the news came, up, came out about the season, I had to decide if I wanted to take the semester off to save credits and tuition money to save credits in order to be eligible since you have to at sure. least be in one class um, to be eligible to play a sport. Yeah. So I decided to do that. And everyone, my family and my coaches were really supportive of that. So that's why I decided to take the fall semester off and couldn't compete or anything with the team while they practiced. But now I'm back and I'll be able to play um, in the fall season as well, which is super awesome. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, some guys on my team did something similar. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, hard decision to make. I'm kind of in the same boat as you because we're both seniors, not going to be able to play a full season. But then there's also people like Riley on my team who uh, decided to take the semester off and will be getting a full season next year, which um, both have their perks. So that's cool that you decided to do that. Yeah. Um, now going back towards kind of the beginning of the pandemic, you guys were able to finish your season, obviously. What is, you know, in a year when there was no pandemic, what is what do you guys usually fill the spring and summer with? Or like, what does the coach put you guys in some kind of program? Do you guys get to play any games? I'm just not really sure what they have you guys. So in the typical year, you know, what do you usually get to do? And then and what do you do instead? Yeah. um, So during the spring, again, we normally have about five weeks of training. We have a game at the end. Um, And then summer, we are given a summer packet. All the freshmen are given a summer packet. We're all kind of, it's pretty much giving us the fitness packet of what we need to expect when we come in for tryouts um, the first three days of the fall. Um, We come 
early. Um, we start around like August 20th. We come in for a meeting with our coach and we have fitness tests at 6 a.m. the next morning and it's about two days of that. And Sheesh. yeah, it's two hours um, in the morning and two hours in the evening, twice in the weekend. So oh. it's, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, and some people like don't necessarily like get a spot. So it's yeah. definitely a grind, um, but it's really worth it. And we just get right into preseason and start Skyac. So yeah. Um, are you guys like, so in the summer, you know, you're given a packet, like how, how do you like live with anyone or is there any of your teammates who live near you that you can like work out with or kind of individually, would you guys tell us about stuff you do at home to keep in shape, uh, to be in good soccer shape or just, you know, stay healthy? Yeah. Um, personally for me, um, my fresh going into my freshman year, I was like really intimidated. So I really followed along with the packet. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know what to expect. Um, so I would just, you know, run do the fitness tests, train, um, just try to get my endurance up. And then once I did experience those fitness tests for the first time, I kind of altered the packet a little bit and kind of did what was best for me physically. And um, I've managed to pass like all the fitness tests every year, but it's really just like running every day, making sure you're getting good food in your diet and just taking care of yourself because a week off in the summer, like it it kills you. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I really... I really like that approach of like a fitness test to start the season because I had something similar in high school. We had to, we called them like U-dubs and you'd have to run a certain amount in a certain amount of time. Basically, if if you, we wouldn't stop doing the U-dubs until everyone on the team made it. And my sister, she actually plays soccer at Gonzaga. And I heard all of the stories about teammates having to make the fitness tests and, you know, and all the conditioning they had to do in the summer to make make the cut. So I think it's a, it's a good strategy to like weed out the people who are serious about like playing college sports, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was, um, was your coach over the summer, like, especially on you guys about being in shape or since this fall was kind of up in the air, it was, that's the thing. I, I, I feel like I would guess that for most of the sports or coaches that we've kind of been able to talk to, they were either like doubling down, hoping to like be ready in case something did happen, or they were kind of like, there's no chance this is happening. So they kind of had a hands-off approach. I'm just curious, like what your coach was, what their approach was during the summertime in terms of getting ready. She was super awesome, optimistic the entire time. So she was um, just keeping in contact, making sure that we all were prepared, but obviously it comes back, comes down to the individual. Um, she can tell us a hundred times, but it's up to you to mm-hmm. actually put in the work. So she was optimistic and held us accountable, but I feel like a lot of people were in orange this summer, so we got to work out together, That's good. which was super awesome. And we still did, even when the news got um, shared about the cancel, um, the season being canceled, um, which is super awesome that everyone is on the same page about staying in shape. And especially right now, um, we've been doing even the extra mile uh, throughout our three days of practice, which is super cool, just to, in preparation of the two games that we did have. Nice. Um, I think we can go to a break real quick and then yeah. come back. We'll send you guys to a quick we'll break a and when we come back, yeah, we'll have some more questions. We're back with our two guests. Um, to ask him a few more questions before we do actually do the hot seat segment. So just before we went off to our last break, we uh, you guys talked a little bit about, um, I guess, like getting ready for this season. 
I know a, a difficulty with incorporating, I mean, you guys being seniors, I'm sure you guys are very accustomed to like what it takes to getting the freshmen involved with the culture and just kind of establishing a team culture in general. I'm curious how that has been this past year. Has it been difficult to kind of get the freshmen into the groove of things and how's the freshman class adjusting to college soccer? Yeah. Um, so we didn't necessarily know that. I mean, we knew them over Zoom and via meetings and all that stuff. So um, it was kind of difficult in the beginning to get to know them. Um, and then once we ended up getting back on campus and stuff and things started opening up more, um, we were able to kind of get the us all together, have like dinners at each other's houses and that sort of stuff. Um, um, however, a couple weeks ago, we did have a conversation with the freshmen about how this is a grind. It's not easy. Um, and um, like they obviously they didn't have the normal process that we did, whereas they had to, they haven't had to do tryouts and all that stuff. So they were um, kind of just thrown into the team. Sure. Whereas um, us, it was more just like there's accountability. You guys have like you guys do look up to the seniors. It is a bigger deal. And um, I think for us, we just really had to like tell them like this is not something that's going to be guaranteed. Like you have to come out every single day like it's your last game um, and last practice, and um, it's it's not going to be easy. So, yeah. And it's definitely a little different because not all the freshmen are here in Orange also. Um, I think three of them are still in their um, – at home, not still doing online classes. So obviously next year, next fall, it'll be um, a little different. We'll have an, another incoming f- class of freshmen in addition to – the now freshmen who will then be sophomores who we still haven't met. Right, right, right. Um, just a little follow-up. I'm curious about how it's been navigating like college life, you know, because you have to – Chapman does a really good job of getting students and student-athletes tested in like a really efficient way. Um, but I'm curious like how your personal lives have changed because of having to come to practice every day or however often you practice and also having legitimate competition. Um, with other teams in the Skyac or at least Kowloon. So could you tell yeah. us a little bit about that, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I personally have definitely had to all like these past three, four weeks have had to alter like who I see, where I go, um, that sort of stuff. Because if I do get a positive test for COVID, I mean, our, our season's done. And that's like, I mean, ultimately on me, but again, like COVID is out of everyone's control. I mean, I could get COVID at the grocery store, yeah. um, let alone a party. So um, it's, one of those things where you just have to like be cautious of where you are and who and keep your pods small um, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been really different. I'm so used to being on campus basically 24 seven um, with school and soccer. And then I also have work study like you, Thomas. Um, so it's definitely a lot weirder being at home doing class. And especially during fall when I wasn't even in school or soccer, I had to fill the time somehow. So it was drastically different, but it was also a growing opportunity, and it's really nice just to be back on the field with everyone. Do, do they have you guys on really strict protocol while you guys are playing in season? I mean, even stricter than, I guess, the rest of the student population? Yeah, we get tested every week, which is the same as if you're going back to school on campus, but um, we are basically just held accountable as an individual to um, make sure you are seeing limited people, only your roommates or other people who are tested weekly on the team. So we're encouraged to stay as safe as possible and come back with negative tests um, because we do have to test within 48 hours before our game on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Oh, okay. And um, 
Luckily, though, most of our teammates all live together. So I live with two teammates. Riley lives with a teammate. Our juniors live all together. So um, it's it's nice that we all are able to, like, keep our pods together and just show up to practice together. So You can keep tabs on each other much easier that way that you live together. And there's probably less, uh, like, lone wolves, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, plus you guys are all able to hang out with each other a little bit so it doesn't get as lonely. Like, even, like, outside of practice – you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are in college. You want to, like, hang out and have some fun on the weekend so you can do so with each other. Yeah, which a lot of team bonding stuff. Yeah, I was actually going to go that's into fun. that. Uh, has team bonding been something of a higher emphasis or something that's kind of maybe taken a backseat during this whole time? I think both a little bit. Um, obviously, with the incoming class, we have tried to get to know them as much as possible. Um, so we've been doing that. And then obviously we have more free time than usual since we only practice, practice three days a week versus the five plus two games. So we try to do as much as possible right now. And especially with the games leading up, we're trying to get to know each other as much as possible. So we can, um, that transitions onto the field as well. Nice. Team bonding events are always fun. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and they're crucial if you're going to make it work on the field too. I mean, people, people who don't prioritize it or teams who don't prioritize it, I think you can, you know, you see it in the long run. Lack camaraderie and, you know, chemistry. Totally. Uh, Do you want to ask him a little bit about recruiting? Yeah. I was going to ask you guys a little bit about, I mean, I'm not sure how much you guys are involved with recruiting as players, but I would imagine both you guys being seniors, you know, how the process works, play, you know, high schoolers doing visits and, and all that stuff. Um, what kind of role does your coach ask you to play in recruiting? And has recruiting been, I mean, I know you said, Riley, you mentioned how there's going to be so many new kids next year. And then also the people who are freshmen this year, they didn't even get to play. So I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts on how that's going to affect, you know, the season coming up. Yeah. I mean, even today, um, it's funny you asked that our coach uh, messaged us today and was like, can someone hop on a call? We have a recruit that has some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and people had to, like, obviously respond and hop on a call for that recruit. Um, but it's mostly been, like, those type of things where we just hop on a call via Zoom call and we talk to new pl- people who have questions. Um, it's There's been no visits, right. nothing really with that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's really been the main focus is just – talking to the girls yeah because i think they feel more comfortable asking the tough questions that you may not want to ask the coach to the actual players and we're completely honest so is our coach but sometimes i think from their standpoint it's a little easier to ask the players um so our coach does a really good job of connecting us and that's how i actually um ask most of my questions too through like a recruit weekend and Mm -hmm. talking with players also so i know From my standpoint, also that it's easier, and you get the you get the little behind the scenes scoop. Yeah, sure. In in the recruiting process, like the coach is going to tell you what the coach is going to tell you, what the coach tells most of the recruits. But then it's really nice to get a player's perspective because you can. Like I was a transfer, so you know I came from a, a different college program, and so I wanted to just kind of evaluate the differences. So I got in contact with someone on the team, and he was able to like really answer the questions that I wanted to hear. You know, like. How much do we run? <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's always an important perspective to get when you're deciding where you want to play. Yeah. Um. So we have a look up here a little article from last year. Uh, women's soccer earns six consecutive academic award, and your guys's uh 2019 2020 team had a 3.54 cumulative GPA. Uh. So 
obviously that's really good and probably top in the athletic department at Chapman. Yeah, and definitely way better than any Greek life program. Too, so. <laughs> so is there like an emphasis that your coach puts on academics or do you guys have certain study all hour, study hall hours you have to hit per week or what is the culture in terms of academics in the women's soccer team? Yeah. Um, so our, honestly, pretty much every girl that I've been around on the Chapman soccer team have been like very academically um, smart. Like, I mean, they really focus on um, academics and um, our coach the beginning of season has a grade check for us. So we have to go into each professor and get a grade check and turn it into our coach. And um, yeah, I mean, if you like are ultimately not doing well in school, coach won't play you or she won't even have you at the game. So um, we really have focused on that. And I've honestly, throughout my four years, there's never been an issue with academics at all. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I feel like that's that's important because I don't know. I, I don't know what how often this happens in college, but when I was in I played baseball and basketball in high school and every season three or four guys don't get the two point or whatever you need to play and it's just like yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. But it's also I don't know, it seems like you guys have definitely kind of bumped it up to a whole nother level and I don't know, that's awesome. That definitely deserves some recognition. Um so yeah, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the culture that your coach seems to really implement when that like focuses on academics. Um, I, I'm not even sure who your guys' head coach is. So tell us a little bit about who your head coach is. And then I also have a, a follow-up question about her kind of approach to the shortened season or his approach. I'm not sure who your guys' coach is. Our head coach is Courtney Calderon. Um, okay. She actually went to Chapman and played women's soccer here Um back in the day but uh our assistant coach is josh johnson and then we're currently um searching for a new goalkeeper assistant coach hmm. for the next season so yeah they've been here um all four years which is super awesome mm-hmm. so we've gotten to know them pretty well nice. yeah that's awesome so what what kind of has been their message to you guys with the shortened season has it been kind of you know especially to you guys being the older girls what you know what are they saying in terms of making the best of this short season our coach is very much like She's always been, I mean, it's ever since I got here, she's been about um, making us better women more than better soccer players. Um, and it's, that has like fully shown within, during COVID as well. Like it's always been very situational um, based on each player, especially um, with what's going on. And um, even during like virtual workouts in the spring, we, um, some of us were in our like living room during doing like soccer drills. And she was like, it's totally okay. Like it wasn't so much on like, you got to be at a field at this time, like, you know, holding us accountable. Whereas it was more just like, we're living in this, no one's lived in this and just trying to help us out and be supportive. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a very good job as to getting to know us as people as well, not just players, which I think transitions into our trust and everything with them, which obviously leads onto the field as well. And, um, yeah, that sounds like a great dynamic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this question is less related to Chapman sports, but there's been news um, in the soccer world recently about a European Super League. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. I heard about um, that. You could probably explain it better to, better than I could because I'm not the biggest soccer fan. I sort of understand it, but what do you guys think about that? Um, well, I just saw it was just today. I think it was posted about the it was like 12 new teams or yeah. something. Like, um, yeah, Liverpool, Real Madrid, a bunch yeah. of really expensive uh, clubs. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, if they have the money to do that, why wouldn't they do that? Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm glad like things are starting to return to normalcy and get better. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, even talking about like Division One schools like women's soccer that have played, like they've had a full season this spring, whereas for us it's been like a yeah. little bit more about, you know, a lot more of pulling of strings because, mm-hmm. I mean, they are trying to just get us back on campus for school. Um, so, again, like we're very excited that we are able to get two games in, um, yeah. and that's awesome that those 12 teams are coming in too. Yeah, the it's like kind of funny. I saw it on Twitter, and I was confused by the like the headline of it. It was like, European so- Super League threatens uh, UEFA and FIFA. And UEFA, I think, like released a statement saying that any players who played in the European Super League would be ineligible from playing in any sort of UEFA or FIFA competition, including the World Cup. But I don't know how Jeez. legitimate that was. But I, I was like, it seems like there's a lot of uh, conflict and stuff being stirred up in the well, professional. They're gonna have to world. renegotiate that, especially yeah, if something. all the top players play. Yeah, just like not let them. I don't. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, they'll need. They'll need Messi in the in the game. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm actually. I just kind of just thought of this question as we were just talking yeah. about kind of the professional soccer world. Um, I'd love to kind of hear about how the success of like U.S. women's soccer over the course of our childhood kind of impacted or influenced you guys being young soccer players growing up. I would imagine largely i mean the girls that i knew growing up playing soccer were just such huge fans because they were just you know the u.s team was just dominating and it was just a great example to follow um so i'm just kind of i would love to get your guys thoughts on if they had an influence on your playing career yeah i've always been a huge fan i've always grown up going to their games um i'm from san diego so if they came to san diego or even my dad and i would make the drive up to la um to see them play so i've always been a big fan still watch their games currently um on tv when they're live but yeah, it's been awesome to see them, even the new players, um, Rose Lavelle, Mallory Pugh, like have yeah. them get their debuts and so much success over the years too, even the past five years. Um, I've always looked up to them and still it's just awesome to see them play. Yeah, um, for me, it's it's been very interesting. Um, so I feel like especially women's soccer has become more and more popular. And I remember when I was playing club soccer starting at like eight years old, it was like not a lot of girls were playing. It was like very limited. And now it's become, there's like a, like an age group. And like, there's like 10 teams in that age mm-hmm. group for one club for one like year. So it's like, it's just become kind of crazy. Honestly, the clubs, the club soccer scene, um, my younger sister plays. So I've been able to kind of see how that is. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's very different. And it seems honestly a lot more for the money to me. Hmm. Like, it's very interesting. Um, it's not so much about the game anymore, but Going back to um, the women's national team, yeah, it's all, I mean, it's always been super fun to watch them. Um, it's also fun to see, like, players that I've actually been able to play with make yeah. that team. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, really so cool. it's been really yeah, cool. Because yeah. like, you guys are finally at that age where yeah. Yeah. No, it's insane. It's crazy to hear names and, like, oh, we literally played against each other yeah, like, all the fun. time. Mm-hmm. Do you think the boom in youth soccer has to do with the kind of big success that they've had on, on an international stage? Yeah, I think um, especially, like, I mean, women's being able to play soccer in college, I think that sort of um, I just think being able to play women's soccer in college has been able to has like, I don't know how to word this, like <laughs> it pushes people more into schools. Like I think yeah. Oh, yeah. the recruiting process, all of it, it's just become way more prevalent. So, yeah, it opens a lot of doors. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Um not to like bring up my, my experience again. You can but, bring up your experience. Yeah. So my sister, <laughs> she like. I was wondering how recruiting happens, you know, in high school, because like from the 
people I knew, like the girls that I knew who played in high school, they would typically get recruited like from an early age, like freshman or sophomore year. And we're making like verbal commitments super early on. And Mm -hmm. for me as a basketball player, that was super foreign because I feel like everyone would commit like senior year. And if someone would make any sort of commitment, their junior year was kind of like confusing. So I'm wondering if you guys know anything about like the early recruiting process in high school or if that's something you've experienced. Yeah, I a few of my friends actually committed in eighth grade wow. to some schools, verbally Jesus, committed, wow. and ended up getting hurt, and yeah. their verbal commitment had to be taken. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's insane. I was going to play, hopefully wanted to play Division I um, freshman and sophomore year of high school. That was my ultimate goal. And unfortunately, my junior year, which is like prime recruiting time, yeah. I tore my ACL, so I was out for about eight months, and that kind of switched gear, switched my mindset and really just made me think like, I don't want this to be a full-time job. I could be on the bench for the first two years. Like I'd rather be, you know, like a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Like I'd rather play and be able to enjoy my time at a school. Um, and being able to really love a school without soccer was, I mean, it just changed my entire perspective, especially after getting hurt. Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons to, uh, committing so early. Um, I committed, I think my junior year of high school, but um, obviously, I know a lot of people who do do it freshman year, and they end up loving the school. And then, on the other hand, they also get hurt and can't even go, or they end up leaving their first year because they made a decision they're thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. and yeah. when they're eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, they don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. So obviously, things change. But um, for me, it ended up working out, and I also chose the school um, for the school, not soccer. And soccer just yeah. ended up working out, and is honestly the best part of it but our coach also emphasizes that a lot to the recruits because i think it is a very um big thing to talk about during the recruiting process yeah chapman is a really attractive school outside of the sporting you know atmosphere so i think from the like student athletes we've talked to that's been a huge we've all heard similar stories you know yeah yeah it's kids who kind of they fall in love with chapman even outside of the sport they'd get to play here because you never know what's going to happen i mean you're junior high school you missed eight months that kind of situation could happen while you're in college and then you're stuck at a place where you have to live and take classes so yeah yeah, we kind of hear a lot of the one thing i love talking to division three athletes about is you have to truly love the sport that you're playing because you're not getting a whole lot of like, you're not getting paid to be like, you're not getting paid tuition. You're not getting crazy locker room benefits. Like you're getting not much clout to it. Not a whole lot of clout to it. I mean, you get on like a radio show with two kids, <laughs> hey, that's um, enough. <laughs> but you know, so you really have to kind of, you know, I think the people that we talk to tend to really just, they love the sport that they're playing for the right reasons. And, um, I don't know. I just, it's much more inspiring to talk to people like that. With that said, we're going to run another break. um, And when we're back, we're actually going to do the hot seat segment. So we'll be back in a minute.
Sports Radio, Panther Insider, the only radio show dedicated to Chapman Athletics. Evan, do you feel that? It's starting to heat up in here. Yeah, dude, I'm sweating a lot. Did you turn on the heat or something? I did not, but now that I think about it, our guest does look pretty nervous. Oh, you know what that must mean. It's time for the hot seat. Chapman Sports Radio presents the hot seat. All right, so we're back. Um, with the uh, uh, Chapman Sports Radio Panther Insider uh, here with two girls from the women's soccer team and it's hot seat time which means they'll both be sharing stories the, both these girls know each other very well I would assume they've played with each other for four years now basically um, so they played a lot of soccer together a lot of time on the bus together um, so who wants to go first does anyone have Riley, you I'll start? go first. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, for anyone who's never listened to Hot Seat before, we essentially have two teammates just kind of tell the kind of stories that you would only have when you play on a team with someone for so long, just kind of, you know, fun stories to share. So, go ahead. Well, I have many, many stories of Emmy since we've known each other for so long, since literally before even school and soccer started freshman year. Um, we've been pretty close. We also um, studied abroad last semester together, so that was super fun. Um, but the one story that comes to mind was Emmy at practice one day, we were doing a shooting drill and practice is pretty intense. Like you are trying, like going 110%, like, especially in season, like preparing for games, we have games twice a week. So it's pretty intense. And so everyone's super serious. And then she goes to wind up a shot and just completely shanks and misses the ball and ends up hyperextending her knee and like gets a little injured. Oh, jeez. So it kind of <laughs> I um, was fine. It kind of took away from the practice for a little bit, but it ended up she recovered and we were able to was play. Was that this but it season? Was funny. No, that was last season. And actually, um, it didn't pause the game. Everyone kept going while I was on the ground. So I was a little just like upset. But so that's fine. how intense the practice is. You just keep <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, just keeps going. Yeah. But so, no, I, I was fine. I just like got up and like told the trainer I was fine. Nobody but. stopped to laugh at you or anything or help I you definitely. Out. I honestly was just like, I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I just like missed the ball was yeah. it like was the goalie like pulled away like no she was ready to like save it like oh, i was okay. taking a shot and yeah, i literally yeah. just fell and missed the, like i just went right over the ball and just fell and literally happens like, for my knee. it's fine yeah no now. it happens and yeah. better in practice than in a game probably right were exactly. you out any practices or games because of the no tough it out yeah it was fine I wasn't just, another acl tear no <laughs> what if it's so gonna, bad i know i was like that would have been really embarrassing yeah. to tell people how so i tore my acl yeah. again you got to come up with a story like yeah at that point at the, you can't yeah, share you, that yeah, yeah, no way yeah. um so for riley again yes we've been close since the get-go um but another funny story is in a game she was try- she was trying to like kick the ball up and it ended up the ball just literally went right into her face and she ended up like having to get pulled out and like her nose was like in so much pain and she had to ice it for like the rest of the game and it was it was really funny everyone laughed but oh my gosh yeah, yeah. it was pretty embarrassing it was like 10 seconds before 
halftime too so we could like hear the countdown uh, and then all of a sudden i just get nailed in the face by myself so wait wait did it ricochet off something no i, I was know. trying to kick it backwards uh, and it just uh, went <laughs> should have like ducked or something yeah, but it yeah, just hit yeah, me yeah. right in the face and then like halftime was called i'm like on the ground just <laughs> not knowing what to do in <laughs> yeah. so much pain and then halftime everyone's like super serious we're having a talk coach is talking and i'm just there sitting icing my nose and eye yeah. For like 15 minutes. And then I ended up go- going back in and it was fine, but I couldn't see for a few minutes. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. But I did it to myself. So, do you guys have any concussion stories from soccer? Because I know like it happens a lot. Soccer, like, is a slept on sport where you feel like you hear that or you wouldn't expect soccer players to get a ton of concussions, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the oh, sports yeah. that you get concussed the most. Yeah. 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 Like, Luckily, I've never been concussed. Nice. I, at least not wood. that I know of. Yeah. I could yeah. be concussed right now, Good but um, no, I'm concussed free nice. concussion lucky free. yeah same do you see it happening a lot though in honestly earlier in my years not so much in college i haven't seen many but mm-hmm. um in high school and like middle school there were a lot more um and honestly can be from like you falling and hitting the ground or heading Headers. a ball too yeah. hard or or heading some i feel like most of the time if two people are trying mm-hmm. to head the same ball like yeah, yeah. yeah. i've seen that a lot and you get just a huge like goose egg on your yeah, forehead yeah, 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 yeah. um but s- sometimes it's not a concussion gotcha. sometimes it is just depends but yeah i don't think anyone on our team has had one actually all four years that i've been here oh that's a blessing so, hopefully yeah, yeah that's awesome that knock on wood <laughs> yeah yeah seriously <laughs> Um, yeah, so you girls are playing, before we wrap it up, um, you have another game, this time at home against Kalu mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Um, and then after that, when's your guys' next game? It's not up on the schedule. We're done. That's yeah. it. Until yeah. fall, August. Okay. That's it but for me. for you, Emmy, that's done. So that is your senior game. Yes. So that is. means anyone who is able to make it out to Emmy senior game, and yours too, Riley, mm-hmm. are you going to get celebrated too? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're um, celebrating this year with our class. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Come out and watch them against Kalu. Um. And see if they can tell us. Uh, redeem, yeah. Redeem last game. Yeah. Tell us bit. about how the last game went. Um. Well, it was our first game in a year and a half. Yeah. I'll start with that. But um, I feel like we played well together for the Cal- time. Kalu also had eight games under their belt. Yeah. Really? We saw that. Yeah. yeah. They they had played. Who yeah. have they been playing against? Hope. Um. Oh, okay. Redlands. They play UCSB in a couple weeks, yeah. which wow. is very strange because they're D one. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, they've been playing a lot of those teams twice. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like we did well as a team. Definitely. Um. A little rusty on the field, especially game shapes. A lot different than just being in shape. Yeah, so I feel sure. like it definitely prepared us for Wednesday, and um, we ended up losing two zero. But one of the goals was a little iffy. So. Gotcha. Um, I'm excited for Wednesday. I think we can get a result. Yeah. Yeah. From, from what I read on the, uh, like on the game recap that, um, that Steven Alveda wrote up, yeah. he's kind of said, so yeah, Kelsey Bland, she's the guy's, yeah. So she apparently had a pretty good game getting a lot of saves and then yeah. it sounds just like, yeah, they shot 22 to your guys six. So mm-hmm. just kind of the ball was in their court for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is part of kind of having a rusty game or, you know, first yeah, time back. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, they'd also been, I mean, they've been training since January together. Yeah. So yeah. we've been had, con- we've had contact for two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all just very, you know, situational and mm-hmm. it's honestly kind of unfair. But I mean, what yeah. are you, you going to do? We get to play. We're just yeah. trying to get people to play. So that's facts. Yeah. what are you guys looking to do, like strategy wise, next game? We'll let you know after practice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> shoot more honestly yeah Yeah. just more connection i mean it was just 
there wasn't we someone would get the ball and I feel like it'd be like one step too late to like play it and it would yeah. just we couldn't really find each other. Um gotcha. also Cali was first to the ball quite more mm-hmm. often than us. So yeah. Yeah, that seems like if the flow is a little off, probably just mm-hmm. you can blame that on rest. Yeah. Yeah. But blame I mean, on, I've been talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you could blame it on anything. There's yeah. really so much. Yeah. Yeah. Throw anything under the sun at this yeah. point. Yeah, they were. They Kalu was very excited after went beating us, and I and I honestly it was just like, wow, you beat yeah. a team that's played zero games <laughs> and um, haven't played in over two years or yeah. two years. But yeah. if you so. can stick it to them on Wednesday, then that would be just the oh, most we satisfying will. thing. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yep. Let's hope. Yeah. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Yep. Here field here at Chapman. home field. Yeah. So live stream it if you aren't. In orange. Or oh, does it, can you watch online? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Well, guys, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you guys yeah. being our first guests actually in the studio. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like the quality of this audio is going to be so much better than we've had um, lately. So, yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on, guys. Good luck on Wednesday. And, um, yeah, really appreciate you guys yeah, coming thanks. on. Thank you. All right. This has been Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider. This episode will be airing... Got like four days. Yeah, at least Wednesday, Wednesday, but also like four days next week because we we are airing every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at noon on Chapman Radio. Um, So yeah, you can hear this episode a few times this week. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in. This is Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider, the only radio show dedicated to Chapman Athletics.